Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thanks for riding along today. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. There you can enter into our Boomers General Store where you can buy different things that baby boomers would surely like. You can now hear our podcast on iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and Player FM, or you can always find it on your favorite podcast provider. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be an engineer on a train, or a pilot on a commercial airline, or be the guy driving that big roller on some new highway construction? There are so many different types of work that most people have no idea what that job entails. Now for the song of the week. Our song this week is Hello Mata, Hello Fada, A Letter from Camp. The melody was taken from a song in an opera called La Gioconda, and the lyrics were written by Alan Sherman and Lou Bush. Alan Sherman's famous for singing or saying the lyrics of this song, and the lyrics were based on Alan Sherman's son's letters to home as he was in summer camp. So keeping it all real there, Alan, you did a fantastic job. It hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100 list in August of 1963. It got a Grammy Award for the 1964 Best Comedy Performance. The guy Leonard Skinner, remember him in the song, he got ptomaine poisoning last night after dinner? Well, he was an inspiration for the naming of the band Leonard Skinnerd. Amazing, huh? In 2020, the song was selected by the Library of Congress for the preservation in the U.S. National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Good old Camp Granada. Some of the jobs I had, most of the jobs I had, from the time I was a boy until even now. I worked in my dad's grocery store. I've talked about that a lot. I worked in a gas station. I worked for a book distributor where we boxed up books and sent them to, I think, libraries and bookstores. I was a vacuum cleaner salesman, not for very long. A carpenter. I drove big equipment for the city where I was raised, or the little town I was raised, actually. I worked construction. I worked in a mine and all that entailed in that mine, in the mine, in the mill, and on the tailings pond. I worked retails a lot. That seemed to be where my bent in life was, owning and managing and working in stores. I was a business owner, a CFO, and a business consultant. I now have a podcast, and I have a little online store where you can buy some of my stuff. Now for the top 10 55 years ago, that is the top 10 pop songs this week in 1967. Number 10, Brown Eyed Girl, Van Morrison. Number 9, 
I dig rock and roll music, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Number eight, Funky Broadway, Wilson Pickett. Number seven, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher, Jackie Wilson. Number six, Apples, Peaches, Pumpkin Pie, Jay and the Techniques. Number five, Reflections, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Number four, Come Back When You Grow Up, Bobby V and the Strangers. Number three, Never My Love, The Association. Number two, Ode to Billy Joe, Bobby Gentry. And the number one song for the second week in a row, it will go four weeks at number one when it's all said and done, The Letter by the Box Tops. My baby sent me a letter. When I was a boy, I always wanted to be a baseball player. I could just imagine what that would be like. As I got older, for some reason, I had this happen twice in my life. Once when I was a young man and the other when I was a middle-aged man. I was tempted to get into the restaurant business. There's a restaurant in town that was kind of regarded as the greasy spoon. It stayed open all the time and there was a bar involved in it and stuff. And I had it all figured out how I could make that place a very, very, very nice place. Now, I don't know anything about the restaurant business. I hear that it's very hard work and I believe that. And some people did buy that restaurant and named it the Long Branch and it turned out to be a great place to eat. And it wasn't a 24-7 deal anymore, but it was a great restaurant and that dream kind of went away. After we moved to Kansas, I don't know if I really dreamed of it or if my wife did, but there was a little like drive-in restaurant down in the town that we raised our girls in here in Kansas. And they had an auction. The place had been closed for about a year. And I refused to go to that auction because I knew what would happen. My wife wanted to go and she did go and she came and she told me that it sold for some ridiculously small amount. Building, property, equipment, all that stuff. Tables, you know. And it made me wonder what it would have been like. But I was less than a year into a place that I stayed 18 years and I loved that job and I loved that work. And I knew that a restaurant would be a lot of work. And so I have mixed emotions about that still to this day. Should I have given it a shot or was I better off staying where I stayed? I made good money staying where I stayed. I know that. And I was there a long time and nothing's guaranteed in the restaurant business. So who knows? Who knows? I always wonder when I see a situation or I see somebody working or I'm on vacation or something, I wonder what it'd be like to do that job. Or I wonder what it takes to do a job like that. Or I wonder how the guy over there ever got into doing that job. So I'm going to go through a few things, a few careers and jobs and whatever, of things that I have wondered, not necessarily that I wanted to be, because most of these things on this list, I didn't wish that I had that job or dreamed of having a job like that or anything like that. It's just that you wonder, what path did that person take to be doing that for a living? 
And the first thing is truck driver. Truck drivers have the ability to go all over the United States and see a lot of country, but it appears to be a very lonely profession. And I knew, and we talk about this almost every time we take a road trip, my wife will say something like, well, she doesn't anymore. She says we should have or could have or something, but she used to say, I wish we could just get in a truck and just drive, just you and me, drive all over this country. And I always say something like, you're crazy. But the one thing I knew that I couldn't be a truck driver, even if I had that desire, is I get really sleepy when I drive for a long time. It's hard work and tiring work. And I don't get so sleepy that I have to pull over, although I have a couple times and my wife has to take over driving. But to have to drive 8 or 10 or 12 hours, whatever those guys do at a time, I just don't think I was wired that way. But it's fascinating to me. It is. Another one, disc jockey. For a short time, when I was 18, 19 years old, I did have that desire, but my dad and I had a war the wills about me going to school to learn to be a disc jockey, and I lost because I would not compromise. And I don't blame my dad at all. He's right. If I wasn't ready to grow up a little, I would have never followed through. I know me. I know how I was. Today, I still trip out on it a little. Since I have a podcast, we listen to Sirius Radio, and I always listen to the 60s channel. And I know that, at least in my heart, or in my mind, or my imagination, or my deepest fantasies, that I could be a disc jockey on that station. I think most of those guys have studios in their home, and I have a studio in my home. Come on, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. It'll never happen, but even if it could, I'd jump on that in a New York second. Another one, and I have no desire whatsoever, but I always wondered about it. I look at those people during the event I'm attending, and I wonder, what journey in life brought him to doing this? And that is Undertaker, or they call them funeral directors pretty much anymore. I think there is a difference though. Yep, I'm not morbid, and I don't think those people are really. It's a job, it's a career. It's probably a pretty well paying job too. My next one, and I don't have a desire to do this either, but my son in law is one, and that is a fireman. Now, what makes me wonder is my son-in-law really doesn't talk about his work, really. Firemen and policemen and military do the things so you and I do not have to witness and partake of them. And I appreciate it with all three of those careers and life commitments that those brave men and women have done for you and me. So even though my son-in-law doesn't talk much about his work, Usually, if he talks about something, it's something around the firehouse and not what he sees and what he has to do to help you and me out. So there you go, fireman. The next one, here again, I have no desire, never did, never have, never will, and that is judge. Number one, I just can't even imagine being a judge. I do admire those people, especially the ones that take it very, very, very seriously and follow the letter of the law. We need them. That has gone from really the beginning of time. You need judges. 
The next one, and this fascinates me, and that is architect. Designing and creating and figuring out some sort of a building. The next one, and this really was probably very possible for me to do if I would have had a little more self-control when I was younger, and that is statistician. Pretty much in the professional baseball world, I think, I mean, my world revolves around statistics. I keep statistics on almost everything I do in life. And the baseball one fascinated me the most. And as I played baseball when I was young, I knew that chances of me ever advancing in, in baseball was limited because uh, we had no baseball in those little mountain towns when I was growing up. They do today in schools and stuff. So once Little League was over, it was done. So I really thought as I was growing up, maybe I should be either a statistician or an umpire. I could have probably done both, but umpire is not on this list because I think I know what that would be like. The next one, and this I have no idea. I wish I did, and I was in this world for a short time, but because of my skills and my natural abilities, it was never a possibility, and so it always made me wonder, and that is musician. Now, if you ever heard my episode called The Rubber Band, I was in a rock and roll band back when I was in high school, but I'm not musical. My wife can sit down and play several different instruments. My oldest grandson, he was over here one day, and when we were all shooting fireworks and stuff, he was downstairs playing the piano. He's self-taught also, I believe he's self-taught. It fascinates me, people that are musical. And that's probably because it's a gift I was not blessed with and had that desire to be. And if you don't believe me, just come over and watch me dance sometime. You'll know what I'm talking about. The next one, Game Warden or Park Ranger. I have a very good friend that got in a lot of trouble when he was young out in the woods, hunting things he had no business hunting at that time, etc. But he turned out to be a game warden. Amazing. I think it would have been a good life. And yet it might have been a lonely life there again. Tour guide. You know, you could probably just tell those tourists anything you wanted and they believe you because you're the tour guide. Have you ever gone on a tour when you're on vacation somewhere? I have. And who knows if they were telling me what it was or what they wanted me to hear. I don't know. What a life. Food critic. Now, this would be limited for me because I would just want to critique barbecue, wings, burgers, and steaks. No tofu for you. So I don't think I could have ever been one. Meteorologist. This is a career where you're not expected to really be right that often. I always thought that would be the greatest job on earth because you don't really have to get it right. With all the scientific advancements in this world, nobody will ever be able to really figure out the weather. And they do a good job, don't get me wrong. <laughs> chances of rain, as you look out your window and it's raining, yeah, chances of rain. An appraiser, like a property appraiser, go around and appraise these nice homes or shacks or quarter acre lot or big old ranch. 
It'd be amazing to see how people live. I think that'd be a great, great career. I just wonder how a person gets to be an appraiser. Probably not that hard. Every one of them I've ever had appraise is a little one-man outfit, and he's the boss, and he's the appraiser. He's the bookkeeper. He answers the phone. And my last one, and really there was a short, short time that if I lived in the city, I would have become one of these. But I live a long ways from any kind of civilization whatsoever, really. So it wasn't an option, so it makes me wonder to this day. An Uber driver. Always be kind, no matter what you do. I'll be back next Wednesday. I'll keep the lights on. Peace out.